0: Welcome, everybody, to the uh, JD Power Travel Podcast. I'm Michael Taylor. I'm Managing Director of Travel, Hospitality, and Retail at JD Power. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, We have the Chief uh, Service and Experience, uh, excuse me, Customer Service Officer uh, for American Airlines, Allison Taylor. So, welcome to the program, Allison Taylor.
1: Yeah, thank you, Michael. I really appreciate you asking me on the podcast today.
0: Yeah. And just as a disclaimer, we are not related. So at least maybe we not, are not closely related.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> There's no nepotism on this program that I know of so far. <laughs> so anyway, well, I thought we'd start off with a topic that is uh, really at the top of everybody's list, which are the mask mandates that are either completely uh, out out at uh, on the airlines or someone out. So if you can give us an idea of where uh, American Airlines is with these mask mandates and, and what your outlook is on those.
1: Yes. So, you know, after the change that we had, of course, on Monday afternoon, um, I think, of course, many of our customers were, were very pleased to be able to remove their masks um, as well. And so we, of course, then, uh, make sure that each airport we're abiding by the local and regional uh, guidelines of that area. So there is a slight change depending on which region of the country uh, that we're talking about. But as you know, in the air, um, our customers now and our team members, of course, who have been through a lot during this time, are able to remove their, their masks. But on the ground, we have a few different airports uh, who are still, of course, requiring in that region to have masks. And we respect that.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, my home airports, which are the New York area airports, uh, still have a mask mandate going. So hopefully that'll be rolled back as well. So, you know, obviously the topic that's been at the top of everybody's mind in the travel segment for the last two, three years, of course, has been COVID. And I always wonder if you could just give us a little bit of the highlights of what happened at American Airlines during COVID? What were the things that stick out in your mind the last couple of years as this pandemic rolled around the world? And then what's happening as we're coming out of it? What What was the mood like at, at first at American Airlines when COVID first started ramping up in what, March of 2020?
1: Well, of course, our reaction to anything like this is to make sure that we put the health, safety, well-being of our team and customers uh, first, because this was really what we were spending all our time talking about. Um, How can we look after our team and our customers during a pandemic? And then, of course, at the beginning in 2020, it did get worse and worse. Of course, then we wanted to make sure that we had programs in, in place that we could communicate to our team and our customers, and we put together clean commitment. And that clean commitment was everything from the mask mandate to uh, making sure we had a um, hand-free check-in. Uh, we changed our kiosks uh, literally within a couple of weeks to be hand-free, and you could print your boarding pass and also, of course, your uh, baggage items and place them on yourself. So we really made sure that we were looking after, first and foremost, the health and well-being and safety. And I think that went a long way with everyone. We even employed, of course, and worked with the Vanderbilt University Medical Centre to make sure that we had contracted with a chief epidemiologist to make sure that we understood the science and that we were explaining the science to our team members and customers Then, of course, we worked with Airbus and Boeing as well, just on the HEPA filters and to communicate that, whether it's to our travel agents or whether it's to the end consumer. So they understood that those HEPA filters meant that it was like being in an operating theatre with the amount of time that, of course, oxygen was being circulated, air was being circulated in the cabin and how safe they were once they had their mask on to fly. And this took, of course, a lot of time and effort to make sure that everyone understood these these messages. Um, Also, of course, we wanted to make it easier for people to just feel confident in flying. So we did work um, with uh, Verify and developed an app which all of our One World partners also adopted. And I don't know if you've used it, Michael, but it's very easy because it allows you to download all the local requirements of a country you may be traveling to, or a region in North America you may be traveling to, and then gives you a big green tick when you have everything ready to go for travel. So that really instilled confidence in our travelers and also for our check-in team members and our gate agents, because you could show them your phone, it had a big green tick from Verifly, and we knew that all government requirements and protocols for testing. Had been met, and that really made the journey much easier as well.
0: Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because I'm flying American to uh, Glasgow in June, so uh-huh. I will be taking advantage of that for certain. So,
1: and please do, Michael. Mm.
0: <laughs> I, I will, because I, you know, I am a little bit worried about what, all the things I have to do coming and going uh, on my trip to Scotland. So what are the, some, th- some of the things that you've been you've brought back, say, in the last couple of months or so? What If someone's going to be flying American in the next week or two and they flew three, four months ago, what are some of the new things that they're going to see on the aircraft um, or in the service uh, on American Airlines?
1: Well, it was great news. We just recently reintroduced uh, alcohol into the main cabin. And that was very good timing, of course, with the mask mandate being lifted in the air. Um, also, we've brought back all of our lounges and flagship lounges and dining. In fact, we, as you know, we've got 45 Admirals Club globally, and also we have five flagship lounges and dining, and all of them now are up and operating and really busy. And what we've also introduced so that people have a safe haven from the concourse um, is making sure they can buy a day pass to the flagship or the lounges as well, and that is new. We've introduced new uh, menus and wines also on all of our flights because uh, we've now partnered with James Beard Foundation and also uh, have a far more diverse um, vendor selection for our wines, for our food and beverages, etc. So I think as people come back to travel, They're going to be very pleasantly surprised to see that not only do we have new kiosks, great ways to self-service and have check-in that are hands-free, but that actually we're also introducing all of our lounges and on-the-ground facilities, and they're all open, uh, both internationally and domestically, and also that everything has returned in the air for food and beverage. So even our food for purchase. Uh, has now started back, and which is great because we're looking at a very strong summer ahead, some of the highest load factors we've ever experienced.
0: Yes, and we also see that on our side on the J.D. Power side in the data that the load factors are high, and then we're going to be, I believe, shifting very quickly from uh, cancellations into the cost of a ticket and whether someone can actually get a seat on an aircraft. Uh, as we go through the summer travel season. So um, speaking of which, the other, you know, that's a, you know, summer travel season, of course, means leisure travel to a lot of people. But um, one of the, another topic that J.D. Power has been tracking along with the U.S. Travel Association and Oxford Economics is the outlook for business travel, um, which of course would affect uh, an industry which you come from. I believe you come from uh, the hotel side of uh, the travel industry before you arrived at American Airlines.
1: Yeah.
0: In fact, I believe you lived in Stamford, Connecticut, which is where I live. So,
1: I, yeah, I, exactly. I went to the uh, star. I was at Starwood Hotels and Resorts for 29 years in eight different countries. Uh, as you know, they move you around a lot, of course, in the hotel room. And I lived up in New Canaan, Connecticut, and worked uh, work each day in Stamford, where you are, Michael.
0: Yeah, I'm right. I'm right just just south of North Stamford. So New Canaan is just a. A stone or a rugby football kick away from you know, from where, where I am right now. So.
1: It's a it's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah. Isn't
0: it? But the uh, the topic, let's to get back to the topic. Sorry, we're, we're you know old home week here at uh, on the JD Power Travel Podcast. Business travel. What is uh, what does uh, American Airlines forecast for business travel as we move through the rest of this calendar year?
1: Yeah, so during the pandemic, surprisingly, we had many small to medium-sized businesses that still travelled. They needed to travel for their business. In fact, um, we wanted to thank them for that. So our CEO, Robert Isom, and myself even rang all the top uh, SME travellers during the pandemic to thank them for you know, staying with us and, and being loyal during such a you know difficult time. What we've seen in the last month and a half is that our top global complex corporate accounts um, have started returning. In fact, we have seven of them in our top 10 who are now have already got more forward bookings in 2022 uh, than they had in 2019 prior to the pandemic with us. Now, the travel looks different, Michael. It's on different days. Sometimes it's blended as well with some leisure extensions. And, of course, many of them are going from their home, perhaps, to a hotel, not back to their headquarters. So it does vary and looks a little different compared to 2019 routes that they may have traditionally travelled, but certainly they are back on the road. And uh, we've stayed very close with them throughout the pandemic and our corporate customer advisory board, which has our top 70 um, corporate customers on it. We met with in M- Miami uh, many months ago, and they all felt that even without their offices opening in many cases, they would be back to travel, especially on the sales side.
0: Yeah, and, and listeners to this podcast have heard us talk about this before, that it has been the small business person, the one, two, three, five-man shop that was traveling during the pandemic. And it was the large corporations that were really being held back. And I want to imagine that's because large corporations have more lawyers than the small companies. So
1: They have risk management teams.
0: Exactly, that yes. Kind of it,
1: travel, that's right, a travel management program. <laughs> yeah, and, and
0: full it. disclosure, J.D. Power was one of those that had some lawyers that said, no, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> so, uh, But that is changing, thankfully, very much. Uh, thankfully, yes, hopefully. it is changing. Yeah.
1: And, and it's changing even while they look after their well-being. So it's not mm-hmm. that they've just said, you know, go back on the road as you were before. Many of them put in great programs in place uh, to communicate with their travellers and make sure they're, they're feeling good on the road.
0: Okay. What uh, what uh, changes are coming to the American Airlines fleet? Everybody has plans to purchase aircraft. But if you could just tell, give us a kind of a preview of what American Airlines fleet is going to look like in the next few years.
1: Mm. Look, I, I know you're aware. I wonder if um, your listeners are that we actually invested $24 billion in new aircraft from 2013. So we've been very fortunate to have most of those arrive. And also, of course, we really accelerated a modernisation of our fleet overall. And during the pandemic, a good thing, actually, we retired over 100 of our older aircraft. So we do have a new young fleet, especially compared to our competitors. And so our fleets will continue to grow as we have, of course, the XLRs and 7879s join as well. And, of course, we did one of the largest retrofits just recently with 400 aircraft, and you would have seen those, um, you know, 321 Neos as well. So, you know, we're in really good shape. So what we've been focusing on is making sure that our interiors um, and our on-the-ground experience are matching and that we have got great premium product in the air and we have best-in-class Wi-Fi. Our Wi-Fi, we have more aircraft with Wi-Fi than anyone else and actually it's working really well for us and so we've really been focusing as well on making sure, as I mentioned before, our food and beverage options are diverse And also that we've got great IFE. In fact, during um, the pandemic, we added the American Black Film Festival channel. We've added a whole lifestyle channel to IFE and, of course, a clean commitment uh, channel to our IFE as well. So we have a young fleet, which is also great, of course, for sustainability. When you think about some of the older aircrafts like the MD-80 they admit up to 40% more carbon emissions, which was a big reason we wanted to retire them.
0: Yeah. And also listeners to this podcast uh, have also heard us say quite often, that's the interior of the aircraft that uh, makes the biggest difference to f- the flying public. Um, so many uh, uh, airlines uh, you know, quote that they have such a young fleet uh, and that's the airframe itself. Uh, and the passenger doesn't really care too much about the airframe or the age of the airframe. it It really that person really cares about whether the seats are in good repair and the bathroom uh, is also in good repair and clean. So congratulations to American Airlines for having that focus.
1: Yeah, thank you. And, you know, the overhead bins, have the larger overhead bins have been a real hit because, as you know, people can get a little anxious to make sure that their carry-on luggage is, is accommodated, and we've been able to accommodate that with the, the larger overhead bins as well.
0: Yeah, and I'll say uh, yes. credit to the airlines. Replacing an overhead bin in an aircraft – is no easy proposition that is actually <laughs> you know. a very it sounds like you know it's like you know i'm going to put new closet doors you know in my in my house no 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 <laughs> it, there's a lot of wiring and uh infrastructure behind those and above those uh those bins so putting those little what we call pillow bins because they hit your you hit your head on them uh, because they come so low um yeah, passengers really do like those we see a big uptick and satisfaction of the JD Power studies when uh, an aircraft is retrofitted with those uh, bigger bins that we put the the roller boards on the side.
1: And when you think that you know the software, like you exactly what you were saying, overhead bins, but also the software within the cabin. You know, we've been able to um, uh, adapt eighty five percent of our mainline aircraft uh, software, and you think that I mean that's amazing. And that really also assists with, um, you know, saving gallons of, of fuel, frankly.
0: Yeah, you know, just as a suggestion, I'd had some exploded views of what it looks like in the fuselage because there's a lot of stuff in that fuselage, and I don't think passengers really, really realize that, so...
1: You are spot on, Michael. Um, Once you see all the workings of the interiors of the aircraft, that's when you know what a complex business it is.
0: It is very complex. So I thought we'd end, uh, you know, with uh, what American Airlines is doing with their current loyalty program and what's next for your loyalty programs and how you're treating your uh, loyal flyers.
1: Yes, well, you know, we have the largest loyalty program uh, possibly in the world, uh, certainly within the travel industry. And so this is incredibly important for us. And and these are our most loyal customers. And so, one, during the pandemic, we were able to introduce our Advantage uh, program to newer customers, perhaps who had not normally flown with us. And that was great. And we also were able to take a deep dive into what's new, what's next with the loyalty program. So what we've done is we've tied it much closer to our co-brand cards so that we can reward our customers for their spend on a co-brand card to help them reach status and earn miles and points. And I think it's been really well received. Um, I get a lot of letters, as you would expect, Michael, as Chief Customer Officer. And I've got to say, those with advantage have been overwhelmingly positive And so we've also made it simpler to understand the program. We had a lot of ifs, buts, and maybes um, embedded into how you earn status. And a lot of it wasn't perhaps as transparent as it should have been. So we've simplified it. We've extended how you can earn status through our co-brand cards. And we've also made sure that we've worked really closely uh, to extend um, the Advantage program Uh, to new uh, and exciting customer bases internationally and and domestically because we really want this to grow. So now also we've just made it so it's one qualifying advantage mile equals one loyalty point. Before we used to talk about elite qualifying miles, unique qualifying miles, so we've made it simpler, easier, and also, of course, on AA.com and on our app, you're able to clearly see what you've earned uh, through your loyalty to American Airlines, and how you can get to your status. So, Michael, I hope you're an Advantage member.
0: I am. I indeed, I am. I, I can. Well, I won't say my number. I actually have my <laughs> number memorized for, <laughs> for well, American I Airlines. That.
1: I love that. Yeah,
0: I don't even have to look it up. I actually know what it is. <laughs> oh, um, but I will say that you know, in, in, in our JD Power research, when we've looked at loyalty programs, one of the key factors is understanding how it works yes, and uh, the simpler you can make it, the greater satisfaction, the greater usage that the loyalty club member has. So that's uh, kudos again to American Alliance for simplifying that. And that being a key factor in satisfaction. Well, I think that about does it, Allison. It's, it's been wonderful. Thank you very much for being our guest on our podcast.
1: Oh, Michael, thank you for asking me. And we've got so much ahead of us. And I hope all of the listeners get out and enjoy the world uh, over the summer break. And and just thanks again, Michael.
0: You're quite welcome. I I can tell you there's a lot of pent-up demand for travel. Well, thanks again for listening to uh, this edition of the J.D. Power Travel Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about J.D. Power, you can go to jdpower.com, click on the upper right-hand corner, hit Business, and scroll down to Travel. And you'll see everything that we're doing in the uh, travel, hospitality, and retail section of J.D. Power. And once again, thank you for listening.